Hey, it's Jason Fladlin here. You're listening to The Jason Fladlin Show, where I'll be sharing everything from sales and webinar tips to improving productivity and reaching your infinite potential. Now, these are some baller entrepreneurs. They all paid at least $10,000 to be there. Most of them pay $25,000 because they're part of his program. The minimum requirement is at least a million dollars in that room in terms of per business, probably more, right? And I said to them, I said, listen, here's the deal. I said, you're going to buy my product. I know you will. You can either buy it today and get it at a huge discount since Joe had me come up here, or you can buy it later and pay an extra $1,000. I don't care when you buy it. You will buy my product if you need this X. Y, Z, one, two, three. I hope you buy it today. And then I said, well, hold on a second. Maybe I don't because I'll make more money if you buy it tomorrow. And I said, no, 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 I want you to buy it today because I don't want you to wait six months and then use this when you could be using it right now. It was way better than that. I was in the moment. I was all pumped up. There was money to be made, right? But that whole concept of I just came out there and leaned into it instead of opposed it. I had that attitude. So if you have a truly superior product, which you can't do this if you don't. So people say, Jason, how can I use this technique for an average product? I say, you can't. Make your product better first and then use this technique. We'll talk about that. That's all strategy. That's super important stuff. But the whole concept is go buy everybody else's and then come back and buy mine. Or save yourself the trouble, not spend money with them, save yourself the time and do it right the first time. Either way, I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with it actually. It pisses me off if you're gonna go out there and waste your time. But financially, I'm okay with it because when you need to have X, Y, and Z, one, two, three occur, I'll be here. You know where to find me. I can't guarantee the price will be the same, but I'll be here. What you're really needing to know is, does it make sense for me to buy now? So what do we do? We've changed the conversation. We've reframed it from, I bought X, do I need Y, to a decision-making framework, which is one of the handouts I'll give, of should I buy this or not? So sometimes you've got to guide the conversation from, should I buy you or somebody else subtly to, should I buy you right now or should I not buy you right now? So these are some of the things that you can consider and more. But they all ultimately boil down to this. Even that is a reflection of this. What if I buy your software and it doesn't work for me? Now I'm out all this time, I'm out all this effort, and I'm out all this money. And especially if I have a business partner, I gotta go back to them and say, oh man, I know I bought another dumb product, I'm sorry. And maybe the business breaks up. And then I'm so depressed, I start shooting heroin. This is a negative feedback loop that happens. So like, it starts off with this and then it ends with this. This is why I use another close constantly where somebody says, we're selling on the wholesale formula last week. And somebody's like, well, what if I contact a supplier to, to open up a wholesale order and they just take my money and don't send me product? Jesus Christ, right? Now, it was funny because uh, we had the wholesale formula guys on at that portion of the webinar. I usually don't bring the talent on because they get in the way of the close. I had brought those guys in and they're okay with it. I said, it won't be two or three or four hours in until you can talk. Are you guys fine with that? Yes, we're fine with that. Uh, sometimes just changing the voice works. When you go four-hour webinars, Will and I have tested this. Just changing the presenter is the most effective strategy because they get used to the tonality, they get used to the delivery, they, get, they habituate the communication, so you switch it out. So when we're doing plan webinars, Dan would come in sometimes, then I would come in sometimes, then Will would come in sometimes, and Will's like the traffic controller. He's like, okay, now you know, put this person in, now push that person in, so he's communicating with me. He's like, now step in. Sometimes we'll be like, you gotta take over, dude. This guy's unselling people right now. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm for it, right? And I pop right in. I'm like, excuse me, and I'm just kind of rude. I just kind of butt myself into the situation and, and close again from that perspective. And so changing even the communication from time to time. So that's why we bring these guys in and they come in at hour two or hour three or hour four when we bring them in. Now they came in and they answered it probably better than I answered it, um, but they answered it saying, listen, we've done this for you know, seven years and our clients have done this hundreds of hundreds of thousands of thousands of time and not a single instance 
has anybody ever got ripped off? That's a logical close. Logical closes are important, they have their place, but I also look at emotional closes. One of the many closes I use in that scenario is I say this, I said, how many times have you crossed the street? They're like, what do you mean? I go, is it, was it fair to say you've crossed the street 100 times, 200 times, 500 times, 1,000 times? More? Yeah. Did you know you could get hit by a car when you cross the street? It happens, people die every day. But imagine if you lived your life never leaving the house, afraid that if you crossed the street, you'd get hit by a car. And now we're, we're closing the head and we're closing the heart. But that's a poor belief that I'm going to try this thing and somehow it's gonna work. And I used to get really angry. I'd say, what do you think like that, you know? Who hurt you? <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, is the world that dark and scary for you? And then I realized, it is! Why would I get mad at, at, at reality? See, some of you were scared to say the answer for fear of getting it wrong. I know that. We're yelling at windmills, I'm trying to change reality. Guess how many times you win when you try to change reality? Zero percent of the time. No matter how much I've tried, I've argued with God many times. He's won every single argument. So we just accept reality. We accept reality. We say, okay, your world is dark and scary, and that's where I built all of these closes, essentially, from. So how do I reach you where you're at? It's not where I am. I can be empathetic to you without having to be you. And so that's why oftentimes we agree. Now, we do both. In mass, you do both. When you're selling to many varieties of different individuals, you do both. Isn't it crazy how the most left-wing craziest liberal and the most right-wing craziest conservative both are human beings. They don't even seem like the same species from the same planet, but they're both actually the same species. The variety and tapestry of different types of human beings is amazing at how different we can be. So even addressing people who are kind of the same, there are massive variances amongst those pockets. So when we're closing in mass, we got to hit it multiple different ways for the individual, because they need to chip away, chip away to create that David from that blackest slob, right? And we need to do it for the masses. Because you might look at a thing from a positive viewpoint, but she might look at it from a negative viewpoint. So you got to hit it from multiple angles. So I'll do both. I'll agree and I'll disagree at the same time. Isn't that great? That's some Milton Erickson stuff for you. Greatest conversation of all time. He says, I watched my sister offer an apple to my other sister while holding it back. And I, th I thought on that for six months. What the did he mean when he said that, right? Because he's this cryptic conversational hypnosis. I'm like, ah, that's brilliant. And I would just run, and he did that intentionally, so I couldn't shake it. And so we can agree, we could say, yeah, listen, you know what failure's like, but do you know what success is like? But at the same time, we can disagree with them, where I could say, listen, you come from the infinite, so within you is infinite potential. And our job is to figure out how to unlock that infinite potential, which is another close I use and another belief that I believe in, too, that I have which I'll consider for you as well. So I can simultaneously agree and disagree with them because both of these are just tools to help somebody invest in a thing that they know they should invest in, that not investing will be harmful to them and investing will be helpful to them. So I'll agree with them, I'll disagree with them, I'll put them in a state of confusion because out of confusion comes understanding, as long as you can manage that. And I will do any and everything I possibly can that's ethical and legal and that's authentic to me to help them overcome this biggest issue. And by the way, you can have a strong self-image related to almost everything else in your life, no matter how good you are, no matter how effective you are, no matter how well put together your, your childhood was. If you have an issue in your life, almost always there's gonna be a poor self-esteem connected to it, some sort of limiting belief connected to it. If you're struggling with something and we, we investigate it, we're gonna find that there is some limiting belief there that is preventing you from moving forward. Hey, Jason Flyland here. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you found this helpful at all, please leave me a review. And thanks again and stay tuned for future episodes.